Welcome to the Office Space Podcast with your host, Dougal Jeppy, where he and his guests discuss relevant topics that are affecting occupiers of office space. My guest today is Scott Ubersox, Executive Vice President, Real Estate and Facilities with Guaranteed Rate. Guaranteed Rate is a residential mortgage company headquartered here in Chicago. And as of 2021, the company has approximately 9,000 employees in more than 700 locations nationwide and has licenses in 50 states. When I was uh, talking with Scott just uh, in preparation for this, it was 5,000 employees, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> it made a pretty big jump. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that, but a lot of employees, number of locations. Scott has a big job there. Um, it's consistently been ranked by the Chicago Tribune as one of the top workplaces in the area. And um, it's one of the first, it was the first mortgage group I used um, when I got my first place many years ago. And it's, it's got a great brand. Scott, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I've known you pretty much all of my career in real estate, which is about yeah. 20 years. Is that right? Yeah, before you came a before you became a podcast host. Yes, yes. Before I got into the podcast <laughs> business. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's about right. I think I got in around two thousand. Yeah, that's that's when I was. So twenty yeah. years. Um, and prior to being at Guaranteed Rate, Scott was a commercial real estate broker focused on tenant representation. So he understands my side of the table. Um, does it feel like nine years since you, um, you jumped and went over to uh, guaranteed rate? No, uh, it has flown by. Yeah. Absolutely flown by. So um, we're going to talk about a few things, but I, yeah, this is more for me because you know, you were a broker. What was your transition yep. like from brokerage to corporate real estate? Um, it, it was challenging, um, uh, on a couple of different fronts. And I think, you know, one was just the, um, uh, you know, have changing my personal identity. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and sort of admitting to myself that, you know, as much as I did like commercial real estate, the, the whole business development piece that, that came with the tenant representation side, uh, just really wasn't my cup of tea. So, um, you know, as much as I like commercial real estate, you know, how I, I needed to find a better way to leverage staying in that world, um, but doing so in a way that, you know, I, I could be more involved in the transaction management uh, side of the house and, you know, try to grow my management skills. Um, you know, I, I, I did a little bit of work in the corporate services sector um, my last couple of years in the brokerage uh, world. And um, I, I did enjoy that piece a lot. So it was just a matter of, you know, where else could I go to, you know, try to grow myself. And, um, you know, coincidentally was introduced to Victor Chardelli, who at the time was looking for, and this was in 2012, early 2012, he was looking for someone to uh, really, you know, oversee the, the real estate holdings at the time, which was around 70 offices. For guaranteed rate. And um, I just, I looked at it and, you know, it, it seemed like a great opportunity. You didn't, you know, you don't know um, at the time, but uh, figured I would take a shot and 
you know, see where it went. So it, they really hadn't had this position before. Um, and that was director of real estate and facilities. And, um, you know, didn't really know much about the facilities side of the house. So um, thought it'd be a good opportunity for me to learn a lot um, and, and grow and, you know, hitch my wagon to a company and, and an individual and Victor. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been a great ride in the last uh, nine years. So he's an interesting guy. I've read some stuff about him and uh, he's quite the force. I mean, he built the business really from nothing and built it to what it is today, very successfully. Um, and you, you kind of built the, sounds like the real estate department from scratch as well. Um, yeah, the department, I would say so, but um, you know, it, it's really his vision uh, when it comes to, I think what, what's made the company successful uh, regarding our, our mm -hmm. leases. Um, you know, my, my first meeting with him, you know, I, I thought I knew everything right, being a, a tenant rep guy and, and sitting down with him. And basically what he said to me was, I, I value lease flexibility. And, uh, you know, so I'm sitting across the table. I'm like, oh, yeah, lease flexibility of, you know, five year lease, uh, you know, one time termination right after uh, the third year. And, you know, that's right. a flexible lease. And he, he looked at me, he was like, um, no, that, that's not, not what I had in mind. And, um, you know, what what he described and, and what we've implemented, you know, since I've been there and even before uh, is very flexible leases, which, you know, we can get into a little bit later, with, but that's what has really helped us, um, you know, navigate the, the, the pandemic and in, in 2020 and, and putting us in a good position um, with, with our leases. Yeah. So let's talk about um, the, with your current, you know, office space portfolios like, I mean, is there a standard office space? How do you go about securing it and what's the process like and how do you organize it? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's really not a standard space um, just because we, you know, given the, the lease flexibility that we try to drive with each transaction, um, you know, it's a short-term lease with, um, you know, whether it's an ongoing right to terminate or, or multiple termination rights within a short period of time there aren't a whole lot of landlords that, um, you know, view that as an attractive uh, mm -hmm. lease. Right. So, you know, that puts the onus on, on me and my team to go out and find those landlords first that are even willing to play ball with us. So, you know, before we're out kicking tires and looking at spaces, we have to go out and basically talk to landlords and present what we're willing to do, as far as our lease terms and then, you know, find those that are willing to work with us um, and, you know, focus on that specific group, find out if they have space available, um, you know, for our local teams. And so what's the impetus for all the flexibility? Um, well, I think we just lived through it. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, can you remember a year where uh, real estate leases have been such a hot topic mm -hmm. of conversation? Yeah, no, I can't. Um, right. So I think not, no one has that magic crystal ball and, and knows what's in the going to happen in the future, whether it's six months or six right. years down the road. And, you know, the drive for us was really the, um, uh, the fact that the mortgage industry is such a volatile industry mm -hmm. and that, you know, we go as the markets go and, you know, there's going to be good years and bad years. 
and to make a, a long-term commitment uh, in, in regards to leases, it's just not a good fit for our business model. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's funny, like you look at it on each lease on its own individual basis. And then the next thing you know, you have a hundred leases and then it's 200 leases. And, and, you know, the numbers just have, have kept mm-hmm. growing for mm-hmm. us, thankfully. But, um, you know, uh, in, you know, when, the pandemic punches everyone straight in the face and you're sitting there with your real estate portfolio. We felt very um, lucky, but you know, we created that Mm -hmm. luck on our own um, to be able to pivot. And if we had to pull the plug on some leases here and there, we, we would, or, you know, if we wanted to uh, go to a landlord and leverage that flexibility just to drive down costs. um, You know, we felt like we were in a good position um, to do that and, and, most cases yeah. with our leases. And how, how do you manage the leases right now? I'm assuming you have some, you know, either proprietary software or use something off the shelf uh, for lease, lease admin. Um, yeah. Lease admin. I mean, you know, lease Harbor, mm-hmm. I think is uh, that's what we use. And I think most, most companies use, use it. Um, I'd use it, used it previously. And um, you know, on, on top of that, I've got a great real estate team, um, that, that we've grown over the years. And um, we have transaction managers that um, they work in geographic regions and uh, they all do a great job. And, um, you know, it's a lot to stay mm-hmm. on top of, mm-hmm. especially when you're a company that's growing as we did in, in 2020. And I think that was a real challenge of being with a company that was successful, has been successful, but even more so in 2020 and growing at the scale that we did by a few thousand people in 2020, but also looking at it and saying, okay, well, that's great, but how can we also reduce our real estate spend mm-hmm. at the same time? Um, given that everyone, you know, most people are working from home, so we didn't, um, you know, have a need for all of the space that we were mm-hmm. sitting on. So it was that balance of, you know, accommodating growth, but also being able to reduce our spend at the same time, which was, you know, I don't know how many companies were out there going through that same mm-hmm. dynamic, but it was a challenge, but a fun one. At the same yeah. Time. So tell me about your, your general challenges pre COVID and how you guys pivoted and where you guys are going post COVID. Um, good question. Um, pre COVID, I think it was just uh, accommodating the, the growth that we were experiencing year after year and, and just trying to be responsible about it. You know um, it, it's one of those things where we don't put a ton of money into the, you know, the furniture that we have in our offices and, you know, it, desks don't sell mortgages. <laughs> right. So Do you have a plaque uh, in front of your desk we, that says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I might start putting those in all of our offices. Um, and it's just, you know, we, provide the offices to our, our folks yeah. around the country mm-hmm. and, um, you know, stand them up and, and nine times out of 10, the, the space is already built out because that's how we get to the point where a landlord's mm-hmm. willing to work with us and give us that flexibility. They're not putting a lot of money into the mm-hmm. space up front. And, um, so, you know, we maybe we'll do some carpeting and, and paint, uh, but other than that, we're off to the races. And, you know, when you start doing a lot of work to a space that creates a lot of, uh, in my mind, unnecessary runway, 
when you've got people that are chomping at the bit trying to get in and, and start their business. And at the same time, you're trying to get the space built out, especially in mm-hmm. 2020. Um, it, it was just it, everything takes or it still is. Everything's taking a lot longer mm-hmm. to do um, when you start talking about doing any sort of tenant mm-hmm. improvements. So, you know, we try to keep it as lean and mean as we can. And, um, you know, I think trying to sometimes sell that internally is a challenge mm-hmm. in itself. And, um, you know, I think now that we've gotten through this past year, it's, there is a method to the madness, right? I mean, you know, w- when we tell people how we try to structure our leases and they look at us like we have mm-hmm. three heads, um, you know, I feel like it, it's all made sense now um, that we've actually had to execute mm-hmm. on, on some of these um, vehicles that we've placed. Right. Well, places. you're, yeah, and in this environment, you will have a lot more flexibility. Uh, it'll be uh, a lot more amenable by the by by most landlords. Yeah. So that's good. Um, right. And do you guys do do you have your own in house construction management, or do you outsource it all? How does that work? Well, we we try not to do a lot of uh-huh. construction, right? So um, you know, we do have a construction and design team that uh, I would say they handle most of the mm-hmm. soft. Uh, uh, construction that we, mm-hmm. that we deal with mm-hmm. around the country. Um, and that consists of a uh, few project managers that we have. Um, so the, the team's really built, um, you know, we try not to make it that linear, but it, it, you know, we have the real estate team then we have the construction and design team. We also have a workplace mm-hmm. services team that, um, you know, we're all on the phone multiple times a week going over all mm-hmm. of our projects and, um, you know, trying to stay on top of everything as best mm-hmm. we can. Do you have any good war stories, any, any particular incidences that you've had to deal with that you never thought you'd be dealing with <laughs> uh, in real estate facilities? I mean, I, I imagine all kinds of stuff comes across your desk. Um, uh, I guess I would say a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Something unique. Something um, unique. <laughs> you mean that thing? A um, little flip? I, yeah. I tell you, man, it was, you know, nobody had the playbook yeah. for that, right? I mean, you, you can say, you can use the term business continuity um, up and down, but it, it forced us to yeah. act, right? I mean, you could talk about potentially working from home and what mm-hmm. that looks like, but to actually do it and, and make that quick pivot. And uh, I think it's a testament to our technology mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. to be honest, that we were able to take uh, you know, call it 6,000 people mm-hmm. at the time and, and have them all work from home and do it successfully for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, you know, I, I think nobody saw that coming and, and it was a challenge that um, I think we met um, mm-hmm. head on. And, um, you know, it's, to me, it seems like that was two years yeah. ago already. Yeah. Yeah. You might've aged a little bit in the last 10 months, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, next time you see me, you'll have I mean, to let me know. You always, you always <laughs> had those, you know, yeah. You know, those Goldilocks and, you know, good looks. Maybe it's changed. Yeah. It's all, it's all in the past. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been past. a while. Um, <laughs> right. the, uh, are you guy, what, what is the work from home strategy and plans moving forward? Um, so in March, um, you know, obviously multiple conversations around it and what, what was that going to mm-hmm. look like? And, um, you know, again, it, it, this is a testament to Victor where, you know, we went to a model where for the majority of our branches, we just went to a um, maximum, maximum capacity. 
You're you're saying um, before or no in March when you know instead of yeah. shutting everything down um, and and trying to make that seismic uh-huh. shift, we we effectively left everything open, but for the branches it was you know no more than the thirty okay. percent occupancy, yeah. right? And and then you know whatever the local whatever the laws were for the state or the local mm-hmm. municipalities, we, we kept a good pulse on mm-hmm. that as well. And we, we would adhere to that. So if, um, you know, if those were, uh, for lack of a better term, harsher regulations, then we mm-hmm. would go by that. But I think, you know, the, the way that we handled it seemed to be in line um, uh, for the most part around the country with uh, local mm-hmm. laws. Um, and, you know, uh, I got to tell you, if companies did this um, successfully, I mean, kudos to them, but just trying to get PPE out to our employees, if um, I don't know how companies were doing it because it just seemed like a very inconsistent supply Mm -hmm. for those few months, Um, you know, March, April, May, even June, July. So, you know, I think you were mismanaging employee expectations by saying, Hey, you know, this is my Mm -hmm. personal opinion you know, keep coming into the office and we'll provide you with masks and um, hand sanitizer and, and and all the Mm -hmm. other fun stuff. And, you know, it, it, we found it somewhat difficult to have that available nationally on a, on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis, which was, you know, challenge in itself. So, you know, bottom line is we said to our employees, we would prefer that you work from home if you can. Um, if you can't, for whatever reason, we understand and, you know, we'll support mm-hmm. it and, and, and try to make it as safe as we can for you. Um, and we also have some employees that they just can't do their uh, yeah. job from home. So those are, you know, those are the folks that we really focused on and um, tried to establish a work environment for them that <clears throat> um, was very safe, um, socially distant, obviously. And, you know, we, we would just we created redundancies within certain groups and, and just spread them out and offices that we had dedicated for other operations. We had those folks working from home so we could put in, um, in a responsible way, uh, the other employees that could not work from home and making sure that, uh, you know, they were set up as best as, as we could. And, uh, what, what's the policy moving forward? Um, good question. I think as of right now, it's, you know, stay the course. Um, uh, the, the company has shown that we're able to all work from home uh, and do it successfully. So I don't think that there's going to be a big rush um, for our employees. You know, we're, we're definitely not forcing them to, and, and I don't see that happening anytime in the near future. Um, so I, I think it's going to be status quo okay. for right now. Well, business is good, right? It, you know, the mortgage industry uh, is, you know, I'd say one of the few that has um, really benefited. Um, and, and I hate to even say that, just, you know, given what's going on in the world uh, with the pandemic, um, I feel very lucky to be part of a uh, mm-hmm. mortgage company right now. And just, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible to see, um, you know, the amount of there, there's still homes that are being bought and, you know, people are taking advantage of the mm-hmm. low interest rates. So there's a lot of refinancing going on right now, which is, you know, put us in a position where we've had to hire people 
just to accommodate the amount of right. volume that's right. coming in. Well, that's good. Um, sounds like you uh, you picked the right industry and uh, at the right time, right? Growing, 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 and you guys set everything up for that flexibility. So. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't always been growing, right? Um, you know, there's good years and bad years, and I think that you know we, you know, we will continue to grow. But um, you know, it's all we'll, we'll see where all this goes. But um, yeah, it's no no lack of things right. to do. I can say right. that. Yep. All right. Um, well, it's good catching up. Um, appreciate yeah, it's the been time, great. and I will uh, talk to you soon, hopefully. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Office Space Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time.